welcome to the B-Plot Podcast, podcast where we take a look at some of the biggest movies from days gone by, mostly ignore it, look at the ones that come out on the exact same day. Now, my name is Lincoln, I'm out here with my man Sam. Sam, how are you doing? I'm doing great, man. How are you feeling? Feeling good, man. I won't lie to you. Um, I'm in a good space, I have a good energy. Uh, physically, I'm feeling great. Um, rub, yeah, rub it in, yeah. Yeah, are you still, are you still, are you still struggling, Sam? Bro, I was uh, honest. I almost texted you, but I was like, you know what? I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna see you today. I, I'm getting lumps now, painful what? lumps in the Dude, hand. Dude, what yeah. is, what is going on? Right, I, forget about it. Don't worry. Honestly, man, you, you've just, you've fallen apart. Death becomes her. This is, <laughs> um, um, guys, if you have any interest in this, let's use our platform. Um, if you uh, think you are a doctor, or you know. If you know one, um, write write in. Uh, hit up Sam in his DMs to be like, oh, I think it's lupus or whatever. Like, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, let's give our diagnosis, guys, uh, to Sam. But we're not actually here to um, look at the many travails of, um, of <laughs> Sam's body. Uh, what we are here for is uh, two movies that we did that we decided uh, to watch this time around for the podcast. The first one being The Karate Kid, 1984. Classic. Mr. Miyagi, uh, Ralph Macchio, all these guys. Um, and on the same day, almost hilariously, I can't even believe that this existed mm. in the same universe, Rhinestone starring Sylvester Stallone and the great uh, Dolly Parton. Now, I want to start off by saying, yeah, these things did come out on the same day. Um, but I also wanted to say, what a weird fucking day uh, that was. Um in movies and i feel like rhinestone much like there's a bunch of other ones as well it's kind of like a rite of passage for a movie podcast um rhinestone um look who's talking always gets brought up um rocky four and uh now we are here we are here with rhinestone a classic bad movie so you're uh, you, you you were aware of this film before we chose it it's one of those that's like in the ether there's like certain bad movies like oh it's so bad it's good and um, I know that there's other uh, movie podcasts way more successful than ours that we won't name. Um, we're not going to give people a, a chance to jump off. But um, yeah, I've, I've, I've heard of Rhinestone, never sat down, watched it. But dude, before we get to Rhinestone, Karate Kid, kick us off, Sam. Uh, quick rundown, Karate Kid, if you haven't seen it, what are you doing? But also is about Danny LaRusso, this kid who moves from New Jersey to Los Angeles, uh, gets bullied, learns karate, beats up the bullies. That's the movie. That's the movie. Meets the lovely uh, Pat Morita, uh, Mr. Miyagi, who teaches him. And they form this beautiful friendship. And um, he teaches him to defeat the evil Cobra Kai team. Mm. Um you say, Sam, what are you what are you doing? Haven't you seen Karate Kid? I will say, I don't think I have seen Karate Kid. Really? First time. But, but I think this is what's happened. Mm. Is I have seen 20 minutes of Karate Kid here and there over the years. And I have pasted it together. I have seen the whole thing. But this is the first time I sat from minute zero to minute 120. And I watched it full the way through. I feel like I feel like you have said that so many times. That I like every film, every these a lot of the classic blockbuster movies. You seem to have like a patchwork tapestry viewing style. I want to know 
like is this is that just how you watch films you watch like 20 minutes at a time go i'm gonna watch do you like like a book i see what you mean no it's not actually like that what it actually is is i grew up in a very different time i grew up in a different time all i had was uh was the tv and dude it's so underrated and it cannot be understated like how often that would just happen where you just show up 30 minutes into a movie and be like, well, I guess I'll just like watch this movie. Mm-hmm. And then you'll show up the other day and you'll start the movie. And then like, oh, you guess what? Something else that you wanted to watch <laughs> was on. And you just watch that thing. And that's how I watched Karate Kid. Apparently, that's how I watched Lethal Weapon. As I just, <laughs> just patchwork style, like a mosaic. Like mm. the way that David Bowie wrote <laughs> lyrics. Just, <laughs> just little post notes. And then like, and you know what? You fill in the rest with pop culture. You fill in the rest with articles in mad magazine or in uh, something yeah. else i like the idea that if the internet hadn't really taken off you'd have just seen 20 minutes of every single movie for you as just one long disjointed fucking film i mean it's probably how it's probably done damage to my brain <laughs> um it probably is not how it's supposed to go but i'll tell you what i think um i'm ahead of the game still over like kids who've grown up uh, on the internet whose brain is just garbage. Like yeah, all, for all sure. of this all of the synapses don't connect. Like <laughs> their brains are garbage. And if you want to add like pornography on top of that, it's like, oh man, this yeah. these people have nothing. It's just yeah, um, yeah, yeah. five second attention r- spans. It's literally just like the stringy bits from uh, chicken breast. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's just floating around in their brains. So I think I'm still I'm still good. I'm st- still one nil to me over the next generation. But uh, Karate Kid, man, you say you mentioned it. it's a very simple story, um, a very beautiful story. Watching it for the first time. But what kind of relationship do you have with it? I haven't seen this film since I was a kid. Is the is it is another one which again I feel like I've said a lot at the moment. But this is I I, I can't have seen this past eleven years old, 10, 11 years old would have been the last time I watched it. But Having recently watched the show Cobra Kai, which is obviously picking up with what these characters are doing in 20, you know, nine, 18, 19, 20, uh, I've seen flashbacks. And it's, it's, it was one of those things where in, in the show, they show flashback stock footage from the movie as flashbacks, right? Because obviously that's the, the benefit. And as I was watching the show, I remember being like, oh, yeah, that happened. Oh, yeah, that happened. So... I'm really familiar with the story still, but there was so much I just didn't remember. Like I said, I think I have a, a patchwork understanding of one. Two I remember very well. Two I know I watched. When they go to when they go to Okinawa, I think it is. That's three, I think. No, I'm sure it's two, because three is garbage. Two, no, no, no. Is it, I swear two is uh, Kreese's Cobra Kai's, his mentor, right? No, 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 no. Three in Karate Kid Part Three is uh, Kreese's mentor. Oh, right. Two, and then in two, they are in um, in Okinawa. Okay, yeah. And yeah, yeah. Um, I remember that very well. And then I weirdly, this is dumb. I remember four very well. Four was called the next Karate Kid, starring uh, Hilary Swank, a young Hilary Swank. I remember at one point, um, I don't know why the scene has stuck with me forever, but she like fights a car. <laughs> um, the way that like uh, Ryu or Ken yeah. fought a car in Street Fighter 2 like it was one of the weirdest you just beats up a car what and, year uh, was that? 
Oh man, I can't remember, but it was, I remember being shocked because obviously the car can't fight back. <laughs> so it's not like a, it was a very uh, one-sided fight. And then if you skip ahead um, a little bit, that's 94, by the way. Um, if you skip ahead a little bit, you get to the, there's a reboot with Jackie Chan and uh, Jaden Smith, which was terrible. That was one of the worst ones. And the reason it was terrible is because Jaden Smith's about 12 or 13 in it. He has a love interest. And like seeing like 12 and 13 year olds kiss and court and make out, I was like, who, the f- who is this for? Mm-hmm. Is this for 11 year olds? Because those are the only people, I don't think they, they're into it that way. Yeah. Um, and then the kind of the franchise went away, I think, for a long time until it got rebooted um, with Cobra Kai, which seems to be a, a, a banger of a show. If I, if I believe everything I'm hearing. Dude, it's it's great. It's like, it's super corny high school drama. They really steer into the high school drama. But the, the karate is really good too. You're like, yeah, I just... It, imagine if you watch Degrassi, but all of these kids can fight. Also, from what I'm gathering, there's like a lot of... um, I love when this happens. Like, where the same amount of time has passed in real time um, as has passed in the time in the show. So now you can watch a 47 or 46 year old uh, Daniel LaRusso or a 47 or 46 year old. Uh, what's the other guy? What's the other jo- kid's name? Is it Joe Lawrence? Yeah. Like you watch him struggle with the weight of time. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, oh, I peaked. I peaked at this hilariously popular karate <laughs> competition <laughs> in, in California somewhere. And it's just like, think through all of the people that day. Maybe there's there's a lot of people there, way more people than that were competing. Mm. Which means that there's just some people there who went, ah, dude, I don't have anything to do today. Do you want to go watch this under 17 <laughs> karate competition on a Saturday? And you brought a friend who's like, ah, oh, man, I've got nothing else going on. Yeah. Um, let's go do that. Uh, if you believe the t, if you believe the show, well, so but this was okay. But this was another thing, though, right? The the actual, the original Karate Kid film, the one we're here to to talk about, sparked off this huge popularity in karate in California, right? Hilarious, hilarious. Uh, and but knowing that, going back and watching this film again is one of those things where you're like, okay, I don't think any of these kids could really stand like a straight up fight with just like a regular 25 year old yeah of course of course and this is the thing about karate it's by and large useless Mm -hmm. it's not good it's not a very effective martial art like like i watch a little bit of mma i'm not like huge into it before this turns into fucking (laughs) joe rogan or something i'm not huge into mma but i know for a fact that there's like doing little blocks and washing windows is like, oh man, this is not good enough. Yeah. You're going to get deaded by a dude who's like 10 years older than you, a little bit overweight. <laughs> he's just, yeah. just going to put you in a chin lock. <laughs> and or, you're dead. And you're dead. Or alternatively, if you're like fighting on the street, someone's going to get lucky with a punch and like knock you into like downward dog in like a yoga position <laughs> like that's not the worst like have you seen those videos like someone gets kicked in the head and they end up in like child's pose you're like oh man this is... <laughs> no one wants to see no one wants to see that it's terrible um but no i uh let's talk about karate kid because i feel like we've spoken around the edges of this without actually talking about it what's to that for you again watching it back uh, Mr. Miyagi's story. 
Mm, I think mm, mm. right, and because very much Danny Larusso's story is is just yeah, kid gets bullied, overcome bullies, but like Mr. Miyagi has this deep kind of uh, like he's uh, he's a World War Two vet, mm-hmm. right? For like for against the Nazis, uh, and then you know went to America, and his uh, his child his child died, I believe. Is the his, his wife and his uh, his wife and a child uh, died in childbirth? Because mm. and I think it's the mo- this is the most interesting thing, right? Is because this this kid, Danny, is just getting wailed on by these bullies, uh, and you th- you're looking at his story, but the whole story really is Mr. Miyagi just wants a family. That's the mm. the the kind of heart of it. And I was like, yeah, it's just super emotional. And I think this is what this movie gets right, where I think the other movies kind of miss out on. This is a, a story of a friendship with karate in it. This is a story of these two, this person uh, who's unmoored and mo- moved to a different part of the world. He's unconnected. He's having a hard time because you can insert. Uh, get, by the way, is, this is not, I want to come out and say, this is not bullying. This is, this is a, this is way beyond what bullying is. Like these kids should be in jail. You think? Like, I, dude, that's way beyond bullying. I got that it is, way worse than Danny LaRusso you, did. You did not get I it as bad. I fucking did, dude. What got, did you... Okay, tell me how bad it is for you versus this kid is getting... I'm going to tell you, you this. I'm going to tell you, know what? F- yeah, like, I wouldn't have told this on the podcast, right? But go, we're, No, 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 go on. We're go on. in... Uh, for context, right? We're in lockdown three. I've moved into a new place where I'm completely isolated. So I'm going the kind of crazy that's like, I might do something. But when I was a kid, when I, I went to secondary school, right, I went to state primary school and then I got a scholarship and a bursary into like a posh private school. But like there were three poor kids in the school, right? I, as we've talked about, I am Jewish and the Golin is the clue, the surname Golin, right? This is how like well-educated these kids were is they knew what Jewish was more than I did by the surname. And they were like, this kid's a fucking Jew. So every, I shit you not, every single day on the school bus home, two kids would grab me by the neck, hold me back up against the chair so I couldn't move one on my neck, one on my arms. And kid would just wail on me shouting at like anti-Semitic slurs at me every single day for two years. And at no point, Sam, did you think to learn karate? No. Jews don't <laughs> do an, karate. We don't do from, karate. From an old Japanese man. <laughs> You've seen karate kid. What is wrong with you, Sam? <laughs> no, that's terrible. That's an awful story. I would argue it's bad, man. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna minimize your minimize your trauma. No, no, go ahead. Um no minimize your trauma. But I would say at no point were you um were you running through a field while the group of bullies <laughs> chased you down on them on their scramblers on their yeah. motorbikes <laughs> cornered <laughs> cornered you and they're gonna kill you up against the fence which i thought was like man call the police by god someone call the police mm. this is way further than this is ever willing should yeah. ever go. But this is, right, but this is the thing. This is the real end of the movie, right? The real life version <laughs> is these kids chase uh, Danny LaRusso down, right? They're beating the shit of, uh, out of him against a fence. They're going to kill him. 
And then some fucking 60-year-old war vet comes and just straight up <laughs> murders them with his bare hands. That's the end of the story. That It should be, yeah. And that, honestly, that's the deal I would have taken, right? Because Danny LaRusso is bullied for, like, in, in the film, three minutes of screen time. I'm assuming, like, f- f- like a total, like an hour, right? And yeah. Then, and then a karate master kicks the shit out of these kids. I would definitely take that. A hundred percent would I take like an hour, hour and a half bullying over the period of maybe like a week compared to two years of anti-Semitic hate crimes. Yeah, it's bad. Look, guys, don't do that. All right, getting back to the karate kid. Um, mm. more, or than, uh, more or less on Sam's uh, origin story. <laughs> Which it honestly does sound like... like <laughs> It does sound like how we build a proper supervillain. <laughs> punch him in the stomach every day for two years. And then he develops telekinetic powers and he carries style murders all of you. <laughs> but look, here we are, guys. Karate Kid. What a film. I, I can tell you what I loved. I loved, um, I loved the scene where Miyagi tells us about what happened to his family. He's a little bit drunk. It was very uh, effective. I thought it was very moving. And so much so that like Pat Morita got an, an Oscar nod, which I don't think, I think is crazy if you bear in mind who that movie's for. Mm. Martial arts movies have like no critical appeal. There's no respect for them in general, but it, like it spoke to the actual like power of the performance and, and how well written and acted that it was that he actually got that, got the nod. Other thing that I enjoyed, um, a little known character that we don't see anymore is the f- best friend of the love interest. Just being an annoying like uh, cock blocker. Um, it's very funny to me. I think it's hilarious that like Larissa and this girl have this like vibe going back and forth, back and forth. And in the meantime, her friends, they're like, oh, now you're dead. And yeah. now you come and talk to my friend like that. I was like, oh, man, this is you guys have nailed this. Yeah. This character, this whole, a whole, the whole character only exists to um, just exist as like a Greek chorus to say like, oh my God, this is why you're not shit. This is why you can't get with my friend. And I'm like, should you not be getting your own boyfriend? Why are you yeah. getting this involved? Well, that's the thing. This character is always there just to push on the insecurities of the protagonist, right? Always there to just be like, yeah, you're a you're you piece of shit. You can't. E- she might as well have been like, you can't even do karate good, <laughs> and then left. And it's like that. And they're in, they were in so many films. But I'm sure you've experienced this. I've I've had like four partners in my life where they've had that friend. Oh, dude, it's the worst. It's, it's like, the worst. I'm I'm in a oh, dude. I'm in a beautiful place now. Whatever. Yeah. But that is the single most annoying thing that I've ever, like, that I've come across, in, especially in my single life, I remember it very well, where, like, you start vibing with someone and their friend's like, don't you break my friend's heart. If you break my friend's heart, it's like, okay, what are you going to do? What? You're going to you gonna beat me up? Is that what you're going to do? I'll do whatever I want. <laughs> you don't know me. I was really into your friend before you come along. And guess what? You know what? Tell her. Yeah. Tell her that you scared me off. And yeah. then we'll go, we'll go from there. You broke That's your friend's you heart. You broke your friend's heart. I was going to do it, but thank you. You saved us all a lot of time. Um, Guess I'll give this so ring to someone else. <laughs> yeah, shout out to all my fuckboys out here. Shout out, to all my, <laughs> shout out to all my toxic kings. 
Let's talk about the Cobra Kai's. Cobra Kai's gang gang. Um, one of the coolest factions, I should say. Yeah. In uh, movie history. I literally, like, I fucking loved Crease. Yeah. Watching it this time around. What a hilarious person. I just, I, I'm actually kind of annoyed that 3, Karate Kid 3, filled in the backstory so much. Because I just want to, like, fill in the story. What is this guy? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. The type of guy who, like, goes and opens a dojo. And then just, like, eggs kings on and be like, no, you need to beat the shit out of other kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, and, what a great person. No mercy. We, like, it's the, just kill. Just kill. And start fights. And this was the craziest bit right is when miyagi takes danny to confront the guy and he's like and miyagi's like look no more beating up this kid we do it in the championship and crease is like okay but if you don't show it's open season on him and it's like you've got you've got like a militia just to get one hundred percent you know what i mean like he just moved in wait but I think we should move on, man. I think we should move on to um, rhinestone. to rhinestone. To rhinestone. God, um, what a film! Mm. You want to take us through the story? I'll give you guys the premise. Sylvester Stallone, Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton works in a um, country and western club where she sings, and um, she has a. Uh, she's quite good, um, <laughs> as you well know. So Dolly Parton has a very scummy manager. He's constantly hitting on her, and they do a a very interest a little trading places bit. They say, she says that I want to get out of my contract, uh, which is three years at the moment. Um, and I can turn anyone into a star. I can turn any person into a country and Western star. Um, enter uh, Sylvester Stallone. Now, there's two things here. If she can turn him into a country and Western star, she can uh, get out of a contract. If she doesn't, she has another five years added onto a contract and she has to sleep with uh, the scummy uh, agent manager. There we go. And obviously now it becomes Pygmalion, my fair lady. She has to turn this kind of gruff Italian um, taxi driver, Italian-American taxi driver into a uh, into a country and, western, country and western music star. So there we are. Very mm. simple setup. I enjoyed that. What did you think? You know, it's so bad. It's so bad, right? And the thing I... There's this, there's these moments in it that kept me going, oh, maybe, maybe it's going to be okay. And then like, there's some, act one is kind of okay. It's weird. It's, it's this weird, like offsetting pace where it's like, ah, oh, you didn't write the movie. You just showed up and thought we'll stitch it together. And, and then the third act is kind of like, th that's where the whole story is. But act two, which makes up about an hour and 20 minutes of this film is is what happens when you don't use a montage. It's just, oh, this is just a really slow and grueling process of nothing. Look, man, I'm, I I hear all of these things. I low-key fucked with this movie. Those little glimmers that you speak of, mm. um, there was just enough that I was like, I actually, I actually like this. I'll tell you why also. There's a couple of things that I liked about it, Sam. I like Dolly Parton. I think she is, she lights up the screen. She's got so much charisma. Part of it is also this weird, um, there's this like, I don't know, it's almost like a running gag of seeing like how many tight outfits yeah. Dolly Parton can fit into because like her proportions don't make sense. It's like nuts. Like how many different ways like she can get into these, she's poured into these really tight outfits. Mm. But she's having a ball. She's having a ball. And um, 
she's super charismatic so i loved her the premise that uh dolly parton would have to sleep with this really slimy manager is so sexist and so terrible that i've completely like it's 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 such a creepy thing that i've like okay i'm just gonna accept it as red and and in my in my head i've gone this is wrong blah 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 this is cancelable blah 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 and i've just got shut that down all right now i can enjoy the movie it's th- that's what i mean yeah i to- to- totally understand that but retrospectively if this movie was made today is that the instant cancel is dolly parton agreeing to the deal right but if, if you saw this same movie today wouldn't you kind of be like this is how people were i reckon in 84 yeah i mean i, I dude i think it's even it's even tame mm. it was probably a lot worse yeah um dolly parton gets all of these like really sexist comments and stuff and those kind of passes at her but she completely holds her own she stands up and boxes with everyone she's a strong sexy woman and she and you, you can make the argument that no like she has to she's subjected to this but she also fucking punches people in the face who she doesn't like she punches her ex her ex in the face she punches this lecherous piece of shit in the face um so she's written very uh, strongly stallone on the other hand oh my god dude stallone um i don't know man i don't know how you i don't know how he gets to this I don't. This is what I'm trying to figure out. I don't know how after doing, uh, do 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 First Blood, Rocky Three, how he gets to, how he gets to this, and he's like, "All right, let, let me let me cook for a second. I can sing this. Mm. Let me take you on a journey here, right? This is take it, this take is, it. This is what I think is be- again because this is him trying to get out of his typecast. We've we've talked about this a lot. When your your protagonists have to have a flaw, right? They have to have some kind of Something holding them back, and you know, our we've talked about this before. We've how many shows have we just chatted about uncut gems afterwards, right? It's there's something great about an unlikable protagonist, and this is the format for any of these. It's the taming of the shrew, right? This is the story. So he has to be a piece of shit at the beginning to change uh, by the end. I think what's happened is Sylvester Stallone has played so many like macho men who are doing what they have to do to get by. That in his mind, the worst character is a giant baby, just a huge giant Italian American baby, who because every like piece of shit moment he has is him throwing the weirdest, like most unattractive tantrum. Like literally, when he goes to the Tennessee to eat with the family, he's like, "Oh, you want me to do it like you people? I just shove the food in my fucking mouth over here," and it's like, "You, you're a baby." That's You've misunderstood what a floor is. There's a there's a really fun thing that happens. So they go down to Tennessee. Dolly Parton's gonna um, teach him how to sing properly, how to be a proper country and western star. Rocky, Sylvester Stallone, kind of gets annoyed, <laughs> even though it's it's very unclear. Mm. He, he can leave at any point. Like you're there, you might as well learn it. But he gets annoyed and he goes and he goes drinking one night, and then he meets uh, who he then who he doesn't know yet, but it's Dolly Parton's ex. Mm. They share one of the weirdest scenes that I've seen in a movie in a very long time because they basically do this thing. This happens sometimes. Sam, it's not happened with us, but you know, we've known each other now, so there's no chance for it to happen anymore. But sometimes guys meet each other and they don't like each other. It's basically like the equivalent of like 
what people say like when girls are bitchy with each other where like they compliment each other a lot yeah guys do i've seen this as well guys when they don't like each other they like they try and riff yeah. too hard <laughs> and um it comes off very competitive but it's a futile riff yeah because you don't like each other so no one's gonna laugh <laughs> no one's gonna actually be funny hey. you from the city the biggest oh knoxville new york you know pizza discos room service <laughs> New York, hey y'all. This man's from New York. <laughs> I want to keep it down, I'm kind of incognito. I want to draw any attention to myself. <laughs> Do me a favor. So, uh, how's them old uh, mafia boys doing these days? Good, good business is up. You know they're right, making a killing. <laughs> hey, uh, let me ask you something. Uh, what's it like to? Take heroin. Excuse me? What's it like to shoot up a bunch of heroin? God, I hate cowboys. Cowboys? Cowboys? Where? Where? Get, get an exterminator in here! <laughs> a little strange, ain't you? <laughs> Weird buckaroo, aren't Don't you? take offense, friend. I'm just chewing the fat there yeah. with you. So, uh... What's your name there, city boy? Nick Martinelli. Well, lift my leg, so is mine. <laughs> I'm just ripping you there, Bart. No, really, name is Barnett. So this is competitive thing, and you can tell, like, these guys, there's a tension here. Because at one point in time, um, the other guy says, uh, I, I like uh, beer, I like foaming my beer, and I swear to God, Stallone goes, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> this is the ba- it's basically like a, a stripped down version of the um am i a funny guy yeah uh in goodfellas it's <laughs> like this is essentially what it is these two guys just riffing very aggressively and that goes on for a good five or six minutes mm. and it, it, <laughs> and, that's and none of the none of the riffs are funny and None of them really make sense because I remember that I have that in my notes too. I was watching this and I, I, I put everything down and I was like, "What the fuck is happening here? Are they gonna pick up on this later?" No, they don't. It's just that's just how men meet sometimes. Uh, there's another scene where he returns, Stallone returns, and he is um, transformed, changed, um, and there's a big uh, Italian party i thought it was a wedding yeah i thought they were at a wedding <laughs> but they return and um this is great i love the scene mm-hmm. they had a big family party with stallone singing and his dad just roasts him yeah his, his dad just goes uh this guy was a bum he had nothing going in his life he was shit he gave weak hand jobs no one liked to talk to him <laughs> and, uh, but now he's good and then stallone's like yeah pretty sweet yeah it's great <laughs> and um him and Dolly Parton just have a massive row in front of the whole family. Yeah. And my favorite part, my favorite part about this scene is that there's like, there's like a hundred people in the room and it, it very much looks, but like uh, Stallone is in his cowboy gear. He's got his guitar. It very much looks like he's going to do a performance. They have a microphone. Uh, and I swear there's like a house band behind them as well. 
they have Dolly Parton and Sylvester Stallone. This is their this is their rock bottom moment in their relationship together, right? Where she has, even though Sylvester Stallone still can't sing, she has trained him to be the rhinestone cowboy, and he is going to go and do. But she's like, hey, you're not going to be a singer. You have to go back to driving taxis after this. And he's like, no, I want to be a singer now. And she's like, what I do is difficult. And this fight goes on for like a good seven minutes. Hundred people silently listening. Love it. And I was like, again, it's like, what, what the fuck is your impression of what live audiences are, Sylvester Stallone, to write this goddamn movie where it's like heckling kills. Like they just they they if they hate the show, it's the best show they've ever seen in their lives, and they're they're like knees. It's the Bernie Mac. You don't understand. I ain't scared of you, motherfuckers. Like knee slapping funny, and then when when the show doesn't even happen and it's just a couple having like a kind of timid fight, they're like, Ooh, what are they going to say next? <laughs> I'm so invested in this drama. It's like, no. I would also say, I think there is a, there is somewhat of a misunderstanding. I don't think Christalone can't sing. I don't think he has to be a good singer in order to be a good act. Not in country. Yeah, for sure. Not in, not in, well, not in the context that they presented at least. All he has to be is entertaining. And him and um, Dolly Parton have to have some sort of banter. He has to do a little bit of well, crowd work. He has to like do a little bit of back and forth with the audience um, and, and kind of engage them. And that's a good show. And I have no problem with that. I have no problem with that. There is the implication that like now that they've done this final show and like um, <laughs> now that Dolly Parton has won her freedom um, Space Jam style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like she's basically she's beaten the monsters <laughs> and she's got her freedom that they will now continue this act all along. And I have a problem with that. I don't. I think this doesn't have a big audience outside of this very club. Yeah, which you know what I'm gonna guess and say that it was the only club of its kind. <laughs> um, Rhinestone is a weird thing, and I, I'm I'm imagining 1984 cues around the block. Um, to go and see the Karate Kid, this uh, new sensation sweeping the nation, and um, some dude, some like really macho dude, is like, "Yo, let me go see the new Stallone," <laughs> and um, it's Dolly Parton. He's like, "Hey, he's gonna bang this Dolly Parton broad, huh?" <laughs> and then uh, it's just like Stallone, um, just in weird cowboy clothes, getting she's all that And uh, here we are. The guy's like, "All right, that's not my favorite, but." Um, okay he's still the, he's still number one in my book <laughs> 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 alright let's get on to the categories mm. um, so Sam if you had to pick a weirdly woke moment between the Karate Kid and um, Rhinestone what would you pick uh, I, I mean Rhinestone has the woker moments right uh, mm. because for me it has to be every time Dolly Parton knocks somebody out yeah the, true say she knocks her ex out she knocks Ron Lieberman out and it's every and each of those moments is when Sylvester Stallone is like doing the macho like I'm gonna run to her aid and defend her and she's like I'm just gonna quickly spark this guy out so I can get on with the story it's true true that for me, the weirdly work moment is I love that the movie didn't do this. There's always this thing where um, if a daughter brings a, a guy home, um, a lot of movies like do the thing where the dad is like a dick. Mm. 
and that's like a thing it's like you better treat my daughter right and it's like yes dude this guy's gonna fucking 69 your daughter you, there's nothing you can do about <laughs> it just just deal with it this has got nothing to do with you yeah i mean and i really like that her, i really like that her dad was like all right cool man come in cool yeah it was just really nice to Stallone. like wasn't prying or whatever he's like oh man i've got some clothes if you want to wear them it's just yeah cool what like that more dad should do that i also i love that you went with 69 which i think is optimistic for 1984 oh dude you think they were oh dude you, they were 69. of course of, of course people were 69 in, but 69 and you know 1984 was still a time when dudes would proudly say like they didn't give head they didn't what you froze there on the screen oh didn't give head oh Oh, um, wow. Uh, what was I going to say? <laughs> yes. So yeah, Sylvester Stallone, um, just fucking eating Dolly Parton now. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, instant cancellation. Instant cancellation. Mm. Um, for me, the instant cancellation, I think, is um, is definitely in the Karate Kid. And it is the friends of um, uh, Ali. I think her name was yeah. Ali with an I. Not respecting the friends' uh, sexual agency. Um, don't like that. Let your let your let your let your girlfriend let her be a hoe if she wants. Let her go off with this guy. It's got nothing to do with you. That's what I say. I, I agree with that. Mine is also from the Karate Kid uh, because there is one black character with a line uh and i don't know i don't know if anyone even spotted it but it's this it's the specifics of what happens is when danny larusso uh gets the hose and pours it the pours water over um johnny lawrence when he's smoking a joint in the bathroom johnny lawrence runs out and there's another kid there just the halloween party he's dressed as spider-man and the guy just goes hey johnny what's up and then he puts his hand up here for like a like a weird high five and Johnny runs past him and I was like that feels like a weird that feels like that didn't need to be in there at all it feels like you were trying you know mm. hey, look man I, it's hard it was a different time there were no black people around in 1984 yeah definitely um, not in California I don't think that's true which is funny you know <laughs> saying that you know that uh, Stallone I read that Stallone turned down Beverly Hills Cop to do Rhinestone really <laughs> like, yeah, he turned down like two really big movies so that he could be in this. And um, I find that hilarious. Oh. If you had to do a... If you had to do a Freaky Friday, you had to swap between these two movies, characters, who would you swap, Sam? Okay. <laughs> I'm going to swap... Oh, fuck, it's so bait, but I'm going to swap uh, Mr. Miyagi and Dolly Parton, right? And the reason, the reason being, Rhinestone could do with anything to hold on to in the middle and watching this like you know this japanese war vet sort of try and muster up some sort of sense of family in like the gritty new york country scene is something where i'm like and i, I like in my head it's like mr miyagi he can't sing at all but it's his one dream and one passion and he just ends up having to fight every room full of like cowboys in new york in the 80s <sighs> I mean, this that's a movie in itself. It's Mr. Miyagi in the South. But then you've got Dolly Parton in The Karate Kid not mentoring Danny LaRusso. 
just single punching kids in the face. Just one knockout and that's it. That's the end of every character. Dude, get your fucking... Get that literous guy. Get the manager. Get him into... What's the thing? Karate Kid. (laughs) Uh, Karate Kid. I want to get him in as the leader of the dojo. And here's what I want him to do. I want um, the mom, Daniel LaRusso's mom, to to drop... (laughs) To drop Daniel off at the dojo. Be like, well, you can't get into this dojo. And his mom goes, why not? And he's like, well, you know, you got to have sex with me. And then she goes, all right, I'm going to go to a different dojo. (laughs) (laughs) And then she phones the police. (laughs) 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 Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, just get him in there. And then get... um, What's his name? The the head the head teacher, uh, Crease. Get get Crease into Rhinestone, and um, just have him be yeah aggressive. Um, and then this is also like gonna segue into um, this is gonna segue into my uh, uh, genre blender. Is um, I want him to like him and Dolly Parton have like physical altercations. <laughs> And then she like trains up like J Lo in enough. And then she <laughs> in the end she just beats the shit out of him. <laughs> you made like this this horrible tale. But like, yeah, I think that would work. I would go see both of those movies in a heartbeat. If you had to do a sequel, let's not do a sequel for Karate Kid. We know there are plenty of sequels come from it. But if you had to do a sequel for uh Rhinestone. How do you think this plays out if you had to play this if you had to set it up for a for a second film? Dolly Parton has to reach uh worldwide fame, but in a twist of fate, on the journey up, because Sylvester Stallone legit cannot sing and isn't a very good performer. So because of their relationship, he's become her manager, and now Stallone is the sleazy manager character, and Dolly wants out yeah. of that. I, I like that. I like the idea of tracking her career. Um, he essentially riffing on... Uh, You're a bum! Uh, on that guy. <laughs> yeah. He is her trainer. Uh, Dolly Parton is taken into the excesses of um, Hollywood life. And uh, she's fucking... Dude, she's out of control. She's doing... Uh, she's doing a Fredo. She's banging cocktail, cocktail waiters. She's fucking throwing Elton John level orgies at the at the house, doing all this kind of stuff. And meanwhile, they're still alone, trying to keep her grounded, trying to keep her focused on the. And then she goes, "Shut up, bitch!" And she slaps him <laughs> in the face. She's like, "You don't know." You're and he just throws a plate of lasagna up against the wall. She's like, "I have to do everything in this house. I have to do everything." And it's just her. Um, <laughs> Her kind of descent mm. into um, into the excesses of of Hollywood life. That's what I, I'm 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 picturing a scene. Dolly Parton at a at a piano. She's uh, naked. She's got her tits out. <laughs> she's just <laughs> this. You see the the detritus from the night before. It's just like a bunch of people lying on the floor naked, mm-hmm. fucking blow everywhere. And she just like plays like a sad piano <laughs> thing. <laughs> And looks off into the distance, one tear. <laughs> like, whatever I become. <laughs> like this kind of. That's <laughs> what I'm seeing in my mind. Yeah, I like it. In uh, Rhinest- Rhinestone 2. Rhinestone 2. Um, basically, Spring Breakers. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> but with Dolly Parton. It's, uh, I think that's all. I think we gotta, yeah, yeah. Uh, gotta stop there. But, um, I watched, um, Den of Thieves the other day. Dead Thieves? Um, Den of Thieves. Den of Oh, thieves. Den of Thieves. <laughs> um, uh, man, what a fucking fun movie this was. Yeah. Basically, it's, uh, it's got Ice Cube, Ice Cube Jr., um, a disgustingly big Gerard Butler, mm-hmm. who's he's, he's in full Russell Crowe mode. Like his he's gone to seed. His body is just garbage. <laughs> um, and it's basically heat, but really, really dumb. Mm-hmm. And I mean that in the best possible way. <laughs> in the best possible way. I, so yeah, I enjoyed that. I did watch One Night in Miami. Oh yeah, that's the. Um, you know what? I decided not to watch that because I was like, this looks crazy woke. Yeah, and uh, I'm not here for it. Kind of, but there are, uh, there is some good. There, there's a good, true story cancel. A good few true story cancels in there. Okay. Um, I mean, if you st- if you stand by it, then uh, fair enough. Mm. But yeah, it was, it was um, a good movie. Yeah. All right, man. Let's let's wrap it up, guys. We'll see you again. Um, we have a lot of things in the in the pipeline um, coming up pretty soon. So uh, keep hanging around, keep subscribing, keep listening. Um, and also, if you want to reach out to us, remember Sam's Instagram, Sam J. Golan, at Lincoln on the mic for me. Uh, check you guys later and uh, keep listening. Peace. <laughs>